Hello, my name is Matthew Chapman from Matthew Chapman Ministries. So glad you decided to join me today. We're talking about prosperity. And this is the second lesson in our series on prosperity. The first series was talking about the reason why God wanted to prosper us. Is it the will of God for God to prosper us? So we talked about that in our first lesson. In our second lesson, we're going to establish the fact that if we're going to prosper in the kingdom of God, God has to be our source. And many times when it comes to being blessed financially, when it comes to being blessed in this world, a lot of times we look to our jobs. A lot of times we look to the government. Some of us, we look to all kinds of different sources, but we don't look to God. And God wants to be our primary source of blessing. God wants to be our source of healing. God wants to be our source of, of, of peace. God wants to be our source of everything. And so I want to look at three men whom God manifested himself and was the source of their wealth, the source of their blessing. And we must realize that if God can do it for these men, and it's more than just, just three, and we'll probably look at more later on, but I want to look at Abraham, I want to look at Solomon, and I want to look at Job. So first we'll start with Abraham. And if you know a little bit about Abraham, Abraham was in a certain place and God, God called him out. And God says, I want you to leave your family to a place that I'm going to show you. And God told him that I will bless you. God said, I'll make your name great. And Abraham said, OK. And so what we, what we found out was that God made covenant with Abraham. And so what we do is we'll look at Genesis chapter 24. And this is after God has made covenant with Abraham. This is after God has has been willing to not God. But once Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son. In Genesis chapter 24, verse 1, the Bible says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. But notice, it was God who blessed Abraham in all things. And if you look at Isaiah chapter 51, which I think is a great scripture, because it's almost like God was making a point when he said this in Isaiah 51. Isaiah 51, verse 2, God says, Look unto Abraham, your father, and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. God said, I'm the one who called Abraham. God says, I'm the one that blessed Abraham. And God says, I'm the one who increased Abraham. Now, if God will increase Abraham, bless Abraham, and call Abraham, will he not do the same for us? You know what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 3? The Bible talks about how if we be Christ, then are we Abraham's seed. And all that simply means is we have access to the same blessings, the same covenant. Matter of fact, our covenant is a better covenant, but we have access to the same blessings that Abraham had. And one thing that I like about this is that Abraham knew who his source was. Abraham knew what he was before he met God and Abraham knew what happened to him after he met God and after he cut covenant. Because if you look in Genesis and I believe it's Genesis chapter 13, I was looking at the scripture right before we went on. Genesis chapter 13, this is the account in which Abraham went to go get his, his nephew and it's actually Genesis chapter 14. And after he and 300 of his trained servants went to go get his, his nephew and, and things of that nature, he was talking to the king of Sodom. And this is what the king of Sodom said to him in Genesis chapter 14, verse 21. The king said to Abraham, give me the people and take the goods for yourself. In other words, he was saying, Abraham, you can have the spoils. But notice what Abraham said. 
Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread even to a shoe latchet and that I will not take anything that is yours unless you say I have made Abraham rich. Abraham did not want anybody taking credit for his prosperity. And we got to be the same way. Whenever we prosper, whenever we're blessed, whenever we start to experience the blessings of God, we need to make sure that we recognize and we tell people, hey, it wasn't my job that made me rich. It wasn't the government that did it. It wasn't any other entity. It was my God that, that did it. So we have to recognize that God has to be our source. Now, let's look at Job. And Job had a very interesting story. In Job chapter 1, the Bible talks about, in chapter 1, verse 1, it says, There was a man in the land of us whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God, and he hated evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance was also 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. Now notice, Job was the greatest man in the east. Nobody had the wealth that he had. But when Satan had approached God later on in the chapter, notice what Satan said to God in verse 8. God said this. He said, have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him in the earth. He's a perfect and upright man. He fears God and he hates evil. Satan said this. Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. But you know what Satan was saying? Hey, I'd serve you too if you bless all the work of my hands, if you increase my substance, my substance. But notice Satan recognized that it was God who made Job the wealthiest man in the east. God was Job's source. But one thing I also want you to notice about Job was the Bible says that he was an upright man and he hated evil. See, God can work with a man or a woman who hates evil and wants to walk upright before him because God knows that your motives will stay pure. God knows that he can trust you with the wealth. He knows that you're not going to smoke the wealth away. You're not going to drink the wealth away. You're not going to party the wealth away. Just like um, the story of the, uh, what was the name of the prodigal son? The prodigal son, his father gave him his his wealth and he told him, you know, this is yours. And the prodigal son took his wealth and he went out there and he parted it away. And the Bible says that he, he was living amongst the pigs. So God wants to be able to trust you with the wealth and he could trust Job. And even after Satan attacked Job, let's look at what eventually happened to Job after Satan had finished attacking him and he attacked his body and he attacked his his family. The Bible says in verse 10 of, of Job, chapter 42, the Lord restored the captivity of Job. He turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friend, prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Now, you know, a lot of people in the world, they have issues when Christians have a lot. If they have multiple cars, if they have multiple houses, they have an issue. They say, God don't want you having all that stuff. My question to them is, if God doesn't want you having all that stuff, why is it that God gave Job twice as much as he had and Job was already the greatest man in the east so what it shows you there is God's thinking of prosperity is totally different from what we see prosperity and a lot of times 
with believers, we have to make sure that when it comes to our thinking, we have to think like God thinks. And so nobody can look at how God has blessed Abraham, how God blessed Job. And when we look at Solomon, how God blessed Solomon and say, oh, no, God doesn't want you to have stuff. It is the will of God that you prosper. It is the will of God that everything you put your hands to it prospers. It is the will of God for you to have a good car. It's the will of God for you to have a good place to stay. And the thing about it is, I like what one man said. He said prosperity is when you have options. And he gave the example how he, the person who was speaking, he drove a Rolls Royce. But he was saying how um, Ted Turner, who was a millionaire as well, he said, Ted Turner, he drives a Ford. He said, but you know what? He chooses to drive a Ford. A lot of us in the past, and maybe in your current state, we drive the cars that we drive because we got a good deal on it. We stay where we stay because we got a good deal on it. You understand what I'm saying? We wear what we wear because we call it a sale. But prosperity is having options, and God wants you to have options. God wants you to say, you know what, if I want, if, if I want to go to Harper's, I can eat at Harper's. You know, if I want Chipotle, I eat at Chipotle. You know, but he doesn't want you saying, I want to eat at Chipotle, but I got to do the dollar menu. You understand what I'm saying? So God wants us to have options. And the last person that we're going to look at today, we're going to look at Solomon. And let's look at 1 Chronicles 28. And I like reading about Solomon. 1 Kings, I'm sorry, 1 Chronicles 28. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 28, verse 5, this is David speaking. David said, of all my sons, for the Lord has given me many sons, he has chosen Solomon, my son, to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. And he said unto me, Solomon, your son, he shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. Notice what God said. God said to David concerning Solomon, he said, I'm going to be a father to Solomon. I'm going to treat Solomon like he was my own son. So how did God treat Solomon? The Bible says in First Chronicles I believe it's uh, 29. We'll look at that. First Chronicles 29. Actually, what we're going to do is, that's not the scripture I wanted. Well, we'll look at First Chronicles 29, verse 25. The Bible says, The Lord magnified Solomon exceedingly in the sight of all Israel and bestowed upon him such royal majesty as he had not been on any king before him in Israel. But if you look at... Uh, First Kings chapter three. First Kings chapter three, verse three, it says Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David, his father. Only he sacrificed burnt offerings in high places. And then in verse 12. Before that, God asked Solomon, he said, what do you want? What do you want? Every father wants his son or daughter to have the best. And God said, what do you want? And Solomon told him, he said, I just want wisdom and I want knowledge to judge your people. And then notice what God says to him in verse 12. He says, behold, I have done according to your words. I have given you a wise and understanding heart so that there was none like thee or none after you. He says, I will give you that which you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there should not be among you any kings like you all the days. But notice that God said, I'm going to give you the riches. God says, I'm going to make you so rich. No king before you or no, no king after you will be able to say he was rich like Solomon. But notice it was God who did that. God blessed Solomon. God blessed Job. 
God blessed Abraham. And we could talk about Isaac. We could talk about Jacob. We could talk about Jehoshaphat. There are so many people in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, that God blessed financially. So if God would be able to bless them under the Old Covenant, when they weren't even capable of being uh, children of God, how much more for us who are blood-bought? How much more for us who are actually bonafide children of God? The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, For as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. But notice, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you become a child of God. And just like God told Solomon, I will be a father to you, we should expect the same benefits. We should expect the same um, prosperity. Now, I'm not trying to say you're going to be as rich as Solomon, but what I'm trying to say is God has given us a picture of how he wants to treat us. God told or God asked Solomon, what do you want from me? And if you look in uh, Mark 11:24, Jesus said this to his disciples. He said, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Several times when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he said, hey, whatever you want, ask. He said in, in Matthew, in all things, whatever you desire, praying, you shall receive. That's like Matthew 22, 21, something like that. But he said in all things, praying. If you believe, you will get it. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, he said this. He said, ask and you shall receive. So the same thing that God said to Solomon, hey, what do you want? The same thing God is saying to us. So we have to realize that, you know what? There's no limit to what God can do in our lives. There's no limit to how much he can bless us. There's no limit to, to the doors that he can open for us. The Bible says in Isaiah, I believe it's chapter 45, how God will go before us and make crooked places straight. And then in that same chapter, he says, I will give you the hidden riches of secret places. I will give you the riches of darkness that you don't even know about. And so what we got to realize is God wants to bless us. God wants us to prosper. God wants so much for us. But we have to believe him for it and we have to renew our minds. And that's what this is all about. This is all about us renewing our minds so that we can know God's will as far as our well-being. Because remember what I said earlier, the Lord takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And we're not just servants of God. We're children of God. So therefore, if we are the children of God, then we should start seeing the fruits of it. So I hope this message has been a blessing to you. You know, if you would like to see more of these messages, you can go to www.matthewchapmanministries.org. I have podcasts that are available. I have um, messages on SoundCloud. But whatever it is, avail yourself to it. I hope this has been a blessing to you. God bless you. We'll talk to you later. All right.